Good morning, everyone. Friends, uh, <clears throat> our first reading uh, speaks about the prophet uh, suffering, and but he is carrying out his mission. And he is very confident that God will vindic vindic uh, vindicate him in the end. And uh, we heard from our second reading, uh, because Jesus took on himself our human condition and accepted death on the cross, the Father has made him Lord of heaven and earth, and every knee and every people shall bend before him and give him honor. And my friends, the central gospel of this day, of course, is the passion that I just read to you. Uh, and on this occasion, we had, if you will, technically two gospels. We read one from Luke at the doors of the church. And I want to take a closer look at the gospel uh, that we heard at the entry. The gospel proclaimed at the start of Mass. It is, uh, if you will, a gospel of humility but it is also a gospel of triumph. It is triumphal in that the scriptures of old, God's words, are being fulfilled. The greeting of the crowd is actually found in Psalm 118, and it is known as a hymn of thanksgiving to the Savior of Israel. The crowds in that moment hail Jesus as Israel's Savior. Uh, they call him King. And then a few days later, they will not understand why this king and savior will suffer and die on a cross. And here is the great sign of humility. Jesus Christ, our savior, as well as the very son of God, as the second reading tells us, completely empties himself for your sake, out of love for you, a love beyond all imagination, and that love is yours freely. To look at the detail of this first gospel, there is what we understand as a colt, a young a, a donkey, a young donkey. And when we look at this, um, how does this donkey fit into the gospel of this uh, gospel of humility and triumph, humbleness, if you will? It matters because our Lord was very deliberate about what he chose. He wanted a colt, a young donkey, one that had never been rode. In other words, an immature one. And I think he does this uh, not just because of the words of scriptures found in Zechariah 9, 9. It refers to a donkey there. But as the scripture said, Jesus said, if anyone asks you, why you are untying this colt, tell him the master needs it. These words are amazing. Why would the Son of God need anything? But yet, the statement by him, this truth affirms each of us as his disciples, that the master has need of you now. It can only be that God chose to need us. He chose to make the fulfillment of his plans contingent upon our choosing to respond to him. And this often overlooked de little detail about the young colt. It is one that has never been ridden, 
It is an immature donkey, has no experience, yet chosen and necessary by Christ. This seemingly unprepared and ill-equipped colt carried the one who said his burden is light. In Jesus' time, leaders associated themselves with their own strength and of things considered strong. You see, there's another reason Jesus comes in on the cult. In Jesus' time, a king who desired peace would come in on a donkey. But a king who wanted war, who wanted to subjugate, he showed up with stallions and chariots. You knew he's coming. But Jesus chose the weak, this young cult, perhaps to shame the strong. Now, my friends, you and I are not donkeys, although some of you are very stubborn as mules. How dare Father say such a thing? And yet it is true. But are we not immature in our spirituality and in our experience, really? And yet he chooses you as you are. Not so much for your gifts and your talents, but deeply aware of the weaknesses and desiring you as you are in your poverty, that you will surrender and trust in him. He shows forth his glory in what seems unlikely. His power is made perfect in our weakness. And here it is. The Master needs you. You, his disciples, today, carry Jesus, if you will, into present-day Jerusalem, in this city of Gig Harbor, in this state of Washington, in this country of the United States of America. As you travel and you live your lives daily, I hope you do so with praise on your hearts, and I know you have struggles, and I know there are challenges, and I know there are oppositions and pressures from all sides because you're a Christian from this world. But know that he is with you. And today it is here that he is crucified and suffers and dies and rises to establish his kingdom in human hearts. St. Paul allowed Jesus to ride on his weakness when he said, I gladly boast of my weaknesses that the power of Christ may ride upon me. So too, all of you, I say for the sake of Christ, be at peace. Be at peace when the world insults you because of him. Be at peace with the hardships and persecutions because of Jesus. For when we are weak, he is strong. And he makes you strong. And when you surrender to him, you can be strong with his strength then. You know that the donkey that Jesus rode upon, even 
if it is inexperienced, even for the one moment, for one moment, that little donkey has great, great joy <laughs> for the children. You can just see that donkey. Guess who is on my back? Right? The king. So this inexperienced donkey has a moment of glory because of the Savior. My friends, are you not worth more than a colt, a donkey, a mule? And so I say, you will be able to endure the burdens that come with living in holiness and right morals and virtues by living his values for standing up for the sanctity of all life, for the lives of those who have no voice at either the end stages of life, our elderly, the unborn, babies, and everyone in between. For life is created in the image of our Creator, God. And the Scriptures tell us He made them in His image, male and female. You will be able to withstand the persecutions that come from holding to the truth of the Christian faith. And you will be filled not with fear and paralyzed by it. Rather than feeling paralyzed, you will begin to recognize our times not as doom and gloom, but as opportunities to love and to serve those who are in need and to testify to Christ and his teachings. My friends, at this juncture in our time, in, in our church, we need a multitude of holy, saintly people. And the Master has chosen you. That's just the way it is. And if you're sitting in this pew, that tells me you're going to respond to his choosing you. You will testify to him in this world. So I tell you, rise and stand and turn to him in his mercy, which never fails. Turn to his strength that never fails us and to his grace, which fortifies us and allows us to walk as his disciples, to be what you were made to be. Carry our Lord in this time and make his ways and his truth and his life known to all you encounter. Friends, the cross is an instrument that the world fears, but the cross for us Christians is an instrument of Christ's victory and our salvation and the resurrection and life. And each disciple, the scripture says, will have to take his cross. Jesus said, if any of you wishes to come after me, they must deny themselves and take up their cross and begin to follow in my footsteps. Matthew 16, 24. Your attitude must be that of Christ. This comes from St. Paul in Philippians 2, 5. In this way, you will testify and represent Christ to the world. 
our King brings us the security of his promise, the richness of his grace. From Luke's Gospel, it says, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And my friends, finally, from our second Gospel, we hear Jesus say on the cross, Ali, Ali, Lema Sabathani, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? But my friends, you must go and see what Jesus is really saying. He is reciting a prayer. It is Psalm 22. And though it seems that Jesus is expressing despair, those words from that psalm do not. They actually express confidence in God and that no one who trusts in God will do so in vain. My friends, I thank all of you who remember to wear red, the liturgical color of the day. Uh, last night, someone said, Father, I don't have, a, I don't have anything red. And I said, your heart and blood is red. That works. <laughs> so my friends, as we come upon Holy Week, I encourage you, as the scriptures told us, on that day, they all left him. They abandoned Jesus. Let us not do that as his disciples. Let us enter into prayer. Wherever you are during Holy Week, you can enter into prayer, for prayer is good no matter where it is offered. But make an attempt to go into your parishes, and this is your parish, come here. We will enter into the Triduum, one liturgy over three days. Holy Thursday, the liturgical color is white, so I encourage all of you to wear white when you come. Good Friday, the liturgical color returns to red. And then Easter Vigil, the liturgical color is white. Easter Sunday, liturgical, it's white. But I would say all colors, be colorful. Throw in some gold and silver, for it is a great celebration. Hmm? My friends, enter into prayer. And in my homily, I'm telling you, the world seeks truth. The world seeks peace. The world seeks forgiveness. The world seeks love. We have the Master, who is all that. Show them. Show them. My friends, um, the great tragedies of late in Central and Eastern Europe, so much bloodshed and hatred. The world needs us to stand up for the dignity of life. If we understood, if we understood, such things would not exist. And it's not just in Ukraine, in Russia. The continent of Africa has suffered so long with such tragedies and such violence. Let us speak about the dignity of life, the sacredness of life and bring an end to such war and violence.